Welcome to the Live Big Podcast featuring Dr. Derek Greer, where we teach principles from God's Word that will empower you to live big. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com. Here's Dr. Greer. Today I'm beginning a, a series, uh, Five Biblical Secrets to Accumulating Wealth. And the reason why I'm calling this series a secret is because although these Bible principles are are written down for all to see, only a few ever get the revelation. So over the next few weeks, it's my goal to make sure that you are one of the few. You know, the United States of America has about 11 million millionaires. But this may surprise you, the average millionaire becomes a millionaire at 49 years old. So there was a whole lot of life on front of hitting that benchmark. And uh, our goal is not ever to have money for the sake of money. It's always, Lord, bless me so I can be a blessing, so I can advance the kingdom and, and, and uh, take care of my responsibilities, etc. cetera. Uh, but we're going to learn some things today that if you pay attention, will actually uh, revolutionize your life. Now, they may seem like small things, and matter of fact, the big aha moment, you'd be like, well, that was it? But yeah, that's it. Uh, it it's, 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 you don't need a business degree. You don't need to have an IQ of 175. Uh, all you have to do is follow certain biblical principles, and you can find yourself in a place of abundance. So you ready for the word today? So open your Bibles to Genesis chapter 41 and verse 1. And I'm going to back into our focus. It's going to take us a minute to get there. So we're going to learn some things on our way. And in verse 1 it says, Then it came to pass at the end of two years. This episode occurs two years after Joseph interpreted the dream for Pharaoh's cupbearer. And uh, the cupbearer promised that he would remember Joseph if the interpretation of the dream came to pass. But the interpretation of the dream came to pass, and he didn't. You know, people are a trip. Now, some people are not really loyal to you. They're loyal to what they want from you. Once their needs change, their loyalties change. So, you know, in the course of, you know, just humans doing humans, after two full years that Joseph was left in prison when the man was supposed to use his influence to get him out, Pharaoh finally had a dream. Now, you might not have really thought about this, but God does not only speak to Christians. That's important. If he did, none of us would have ever heard his voice and gotten saved. While I was a sinner, Christ yet loved me. While I was a sinner, he spoke to me, he drew me, and he was doing the same with with Pharaoh. And behold, in the dream, Pharaoh was in his own dream, and he stood by the river. And suddenly there came out of of the river seven cows, fine-looking and fat, and they fed in the middle. So, you know, the cows are strong, and and, and it's just doing great. Then behold, seven other cows came up after them out of the river, and they were ugly and gaunt. And they stood by the cows on the bank of the river. And watch what happens. 
the ugly and gaunt cows ate up the seven good-looking, fine-looking, fat and plump, fat cows. So Pharaoh woke up, he awoke. The dream was so vivid, it was so sharp, there was so much color and all the rest that it startled him out of his sleep. And here are three basic tests to help you determine whether or not a dream's from God. Number one, the scripture test. Is the dream consistent with scripture and the character of God? Meaning, you're not gonna get a dream, Shani, that you're gonna marry Morris Chestnut. Where'd she go? <laughs> when you're already married, I don't see her. She left her at the right part of service. So, your dream has to be consistent with the principles of Scripture. Number two is a wisdom check. Does your understanding of the dream result in peace and a solution? You know a thing by its fruit. Some people always hearing from God, but it ends in disaster and calamity. That is the devil that's been in your ear. Number three, the gut check. Does the dream keep coming back to your memory and does it keep sticking with you? You know, your brain may argue, but your heart knows. And sometimes we have dreams, that's just a dream, but then it keeps coming up because your heart knows. And deep down on the inside, we have an anointing, an unction, the King James Version says, from God. And, and we know all things. Deep down inside, we just know stuff. So Pharaoh slept, and he dreamed a second time. And if we wanted to add a fourth uh, indicator, uh, it's that God always repeats stuff. In Corinthians, he says, by the mouth of two or three witnesses... Let every word be confirmed. So when I think God's saying something to me, typically I do not listen on the first go around. Typically, uh, I, I wait for a second witness because God, this is his habit, this is just the way he does things. He says things over and over and over again. Often when he's, actually our dreams are typically a part of an ongoing conversation. Meaning there were things we were thinking about processing and maybe uh, praying through that the dream came as an answer to. And actually, it just confirms something that was already in your heart. And by the way, we sleep about one-third of our lives. And don't think that God's not interested in you for one-third of your life. He's interested in every second of your life. So he will speak to us when we're sleeping and when we're awake. You understand? So he slept and dreamed a second time, and suddenly seven heads of grain came up on one stalk, and it was plump and good. So both dreams we see have a pattern, and it's a pattern of abundance followed by scarcity. And by the way, in your dreams, it's not always the small particulars, it's the patterns. It's the patterns of the dream that God is trying to convey and get across, just like the parables of Jesus. Often it's the larger picture, it's the larger pattern that's uh, being communicated in the parable, not so much uh, the detail. So in the first dream, there was livestock. In the second dream, there was uh, agriculture, indicating both areas, the livestock and the agriculture of the land, were going to be effective. Then behold, seven thin heads, blighted by the east wind, sprang up after them, and the seven thin heads, just like with the cows, devoured the seven plump and full heads. 
So Pharaoh awoke, and this is the second dream. Let every word be confirmed. And when he awoke, he was surprised that it was actually a dream because it was so real that when he woke up, he's like, wow, I, I thought that was really, really happening. And when you have a very, very clear and a very, very vivid dream, it's a good idea to ask God if he's trying to tell you something. It's not always God. But many times when it's clear, vivid, it sticks with you, it's consistent with, with scripture and something in your gut says pay attention to that, it keeps coming back to your mind, it very well might be the Lord. God is always speaking. The problem is we're not always paying attention and listening. Now it came to pass in the morning, watch the, the, the result, his spirit was troubled. He couldn't get the dream out of his mind. He start, you know, thinking about something else. He'll pop up. And that's what God will do. When he is trying to speak to you, he has a way of keep bringing it back, bringing it back, bringing it back, bringing it back. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, God spoke to us in sundry manners, meaning he spoke to us in different ways at different times. And God is creative in the way that he speaks. He will tell stories. He will sing songs. He will speak to you through nature. He'll speak to you through your conscience. You'll be watching a television show and you know, Lord, I think you might be telling. There's just lots of ways that God speaks and some things will stick and other things won't so the pharaoh woke up tried to go about his day and his dream started bothering him man that was that was an incredible what does this dream mean and it troubled him so much that he sent and called for the magicians of egypt in all meaning there was a whole lot of folks all of its wise men so he knew that this dream was not ordinary he knew that somebody was trying to tell him something so he contacted all the spiritual leaders that surrounded him for help and this is important the type of church you go to matters and unfortunately he was attending the wrong church and Pharaoh told them his dreams but there was no one that can interpret them for Pharaoh you will never soar like an eagle hanging around with turkeys. So Pharaoh had to change relationships. Then the chief butler spoke to Pharaoh saying, well, I remember my faults this day. He's saying two things. I remember my faults against you, king, that caused me to, get, go, to go to jail. But I also remember my faults against this guy named Joseph because I gave him a promise that if he interpreted my dream and it was accurate, I'd use my influence to get him out of jail. And I didn't. This is important. Even though people forgot him, even though people forsake him, forsook him, none of that could stop Joseph. God keeps his promises even when people don't. So, so don't get so out of, bent out of shape when people just do people. Because people will forget you in a minute. And just love him. And, and just know he's just doing people. But God will keep his promise. And your promise is never dependent on one single individual. Because if it was, that individual would be like your God. Skip to verse 14. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph after the chief butler finally remembered. Sometimes people got to go through hard times and challenges to remember how good they had it and and what your gifts really were. You see, in Joseph's life, Joseph had gone from the favorite son of a, of a wealthy rancher to become a chattel slave. I mean, serious, serious, serious turn in his life. Then after he became a slave, on top of that, then he went to prison for a crime he didn't commit. 
We think we have problems. He had some serious, serious problems. But despite all of the unthinkable things that happened in his life, Joseph kept his head up. A river cuts through rock, not because of its power, but because of his persistence. Joseph stayed at it. And they brought him quickly out of the dungeon. The Bible says that by this time, Joseph was about 30 years old and and it had taken over a dozen years for God's promise him to finally come, come to pass. But God specializes in turning impossible situations around. And we, we just got to trust him in the midst of it when people let us down and things don't go the way we should. And it seems to be getting worse. Lord, I thought you said that it's going to get better. I thought that you said that, that you know, one day my family's going to bow down to me. I was going to be an authority and they were going to salute me. But, but Lord, instead I'm in jail and people are mocking me and, and I have a bad name for myself. And, and in those moments, you could think that God's word will not come to pass but God was working his word even while Joseph was in jail so they quickly brought him in and this is what I feel the Lord is saying there's going to be some quick and sudden reversals in our lives that you know you you you're plowing your role and just being faithful but suddenly out of nowhere is going to come a sudden revert. You think God's not watching. You think God's not paying attention. But suddenly, out of nowhere, God's about to do God. And only he's going to be able to get the glory. And he shaved and changed his clothing and then came to, to Pharaoh. Now, Joseph was faithful enough not to compromise, but he was also humble enough to change and also shave off some old things to adapt to the new setting God was going to set them in. And here's the problem with some of us, not you, this person next to me. We too religious for God to bring us anywhere. The courtroom is not the place for you to be praying out loud in tongues. Pray out loud in tongues to get a good lawyer so they can represent you in the courtroom. In new settings, you can't always take old things. It's not that the old things are bad. Actually, he, he, you know, he, he was dressed a certain way and, and everyone dressed according to status. His status was about to change. And you got to dress for where you're going, not for where you are. That, that was, a, that was, meditate on that just a little bit. Young ladies. Because you dress it for where you are. But the, the, the young brother's looking for where he's going. Say, no, no, that one's wifey material. That's right now material. So, so you got to dress for where you're going. <laughs> Not just for where you are. You see, the reason why the dinosaurs are no longer around is because they were unable to adapt to their changing environment. And you gotta learn to adapt. You, you, on the essentials, you never compromise. But on the non-essentials, whether it's hair, clothes, what? Those, those minor things, we, we need to remain flexible and make adjustments as called for. Verse 15. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, 
I have had a dream and there's no one to interpret it. It's a lot like our world today. The Pharaoh's palace is full of people with followings, but no real connection with God. He said, but I have heard it said of you, Joseph, that you're different, that you can understand a dream and, and you can interpret it. You know, what, what do you say? Game recognizes game. It, it takes a person with a dream to recognize somebody else with a God dream. And the, the, again, you, you can't, you know, fly with the eagles. You keep running with these turkeys. You, you got to make a decision. And the, the Pharaoh said, listen, if I'm going to get to this next level, if I'm going to understand what God has for me, I, I got to get a new person in my life. But the next verse is really, really, really important. Are y'all learning? Okay. So Joseph answered Pharaoh saying, this is, this is really, really important. Easy to read over this. It's not in me. Remember Joseph, those of us that, that are familiar with the Bible, remember Joseph's arrogance as a kid? He was so cocky that even his enabling father had to reprimand him. Now, as far as Jacob was concerned, Joseph could do no harm. He walked around in a low, long flowing gown and, and he walked around like he was a king and all of his brothers wore the shorter gowns like they were servants and, and, and all the rest. And, but, but, but as much as Joseph, I'm sorry, Jacob loved Joseph, this, this, this crack in his character was so glaring that he couldn't let it go. Matter of fact, let's take a look at this and we'll come right back. Genesis 37, 10. So Joseph told Jacob his dream, told it to his father. He also told it to his brothers. His bro that was a big mistake. Maybe you talk to your father, but those brothers. Especially when you got different mothers. I have a friend that, that grew up in, in Kenya, and he said the strife between his, his father's wives was so intense you could literally feel it in the back of your neck. And when he walked past certain huts, I mean, he can literally feel the tension. And when you have all of these women with, all, you know, same guy competing, this, this type of environment uh, presents itself, can present itself. So he told his dream to his father, and watch this. His father rebuked him, and he said to him, what is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down to the earth before you? See, it wasn't just what Joseph said, it was how he said it. It was the tone in which he said it. And the reason why, pay attention, Joseph had to suffer so long was because God had to rid him of this pride and entitlement. God had to rid him of the pretty boy, the spoiled. You hear what I'm saying? Idea about himself. And only after he got rid of all that could God use him. God wants to use us. But sometimes we can't. Because if he, if he puts us in position of power, we're going we gonna to lose our mind. Some people, all they got is $100 more than the person that they better than everybody else. I mean, all, all some, you, you got is maybe just one more year education, but you better. I mean, you just live one, you know, zip code away from the other, but you are, I mean, just the tiniest thing, the tiniest thing. And we're better than somebody else. 
Remember, pride is the only difference between an angel and a devil. And God knows it. And the thing is, when he gives you power and you're still operating in pride, you're not only going to destroy others, you're going to destroy yourself. And by the way, when Satan fell, it wasn't because he, he was in the club. It wasn't because he started looking at some other angel's skirt. I don't know if they have skirts. The Bible said, because iniquity was found in his heart. He was taken by his beauty, the Bible says. And it was all, it became all about him. You know what, God, I'm no longer worship. I'm gonna exalt my throne above yours. I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna do this. The problem was Satan no longer submitted to God. And God wants to give you more, but you might destroy yourself if you don't go through the process first. Am I making sense? So Joseph answered Pharaoh, all those years of struggle finally paid off. He finally got the message. It's not in me. Joseph's heart was finally humbled. Where he could say with the psalmist, not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto your name be the glory, O God. He said, it's not in me. Listen, I'm not smarter than the next guy. I'm not more able than the next. I'm not better than the next guy. God, not me, will give Pharaoh an answer of peace. And Joseph's humility caused God to give him the first of our five secrets today. Let's skip to verse 25. Then Joseph said to Pharaoh, he has insight. Again, people have facts, but when you get Holy Ghost insight, the dreams of Pharaoh are one. None of the magicians could tell him this. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven cows are seven years. You have been listening to the Live Big Podcast with Dr. Derek Greer. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com or follow Dr. Greer on social media.